The Fall of Purgatory. Lieutenant Corder looked down from the wall of the fort and knew what real fear was. The plain before the outpost was dark with troops, as well as the blue-black warriors of the Night Lord's Legion. Among the advancing horde, the lieutenant could see corn berserkers wearing armour the colour of spilt blood. The Chaos Horde shifted and growled in anticipation. Brazen juggernauts bellowed over the chants of corn berserkers mingled with the yells and battle cries of the Night Lords. The sounds inside the frontier mining outpost and fort contrasted dramatically with the snarls and roars of the Chaos Warband. Behind him, the lieutenant could hear nothing but the crying of the women and children as they huddled together in fear, awaiting the inevitable. They had all heard tales, half-forgotten myths, about the fate of those who were not fortunate enough to die straight away at the hands of the Dark God's minions. There must be hundreds of them out there, Lieutenant Corder thought to himself. Certainly far more than the fort's contingent of troops could be expected to take on alone. But, at least, there were reinforcements on the way. However, until they arrived, it was up to the militiamen and miners of the outpost, along with squads of Cadians, to defend the position. The whoosh of the Cadian's missile launcher greeted the start of the Night Lord's attack. Corder watched as, one after another, the frag missiles found their mark. Despite each burst of shrapnel, the missiles seemed to be having little effect on the heavily armoured Chaos Space Marines. The lieutenant knew that eventually the soldiers inside the fort would have to confront the warp-cursed warriors at close quarters. Blood for the blood god! Skulls for the skull throne! Blood for the blood god! was the constant chant of the berserkers, their harsh, guttural voices sounding anything but human. The frontiersmen stood in tense anticipation behind the walls of the fort, which shook with every impact from the Night Lord's ancient plasma guns and las cannons. Corder looked around him. Militiamen cowered behind hastily constructed or reinforced defences. An old, disused fuel tank had been dragged up against the gates to form a barricade, but he doubted that it would make much difference against the ferocity of the frenzied berserkers. A solidly constructed, cage-like vehicle had been brought up to the front line by the enemy, and a group of night lords were in the process of releasing something from it. As the stimulants coursed through the wasted body of the Chaos Space Marine incarcerated inside its adamantium sarcophagus, the dreadnought steamed out of its cage, free of the chains at last. All humanity gone, its mind destroyed by madness, loathing and animalistic anger at its imprisonment inside the robot body. The dreadnought was like a ravening beast driven by blind, psychotic rage. With clanking, earth-shaking footsteps, the chaos-ridden amalgam of flesh and forgotten technology stomped towards the siege lines, driven by a mindless, feral instinct for killing rather than rational thought. The gates heaved under a succession of battering charges and their bolted fixings tore free of the walls. In a hail of shattered masonry and twisted metal, something very big crashed into the battered fuel tank. A great metal taloned mechanoid claw reached over the top of the disused container and seized it in a crushing grip, 
Hydraulic pistons wheezed in protest as the dreadnought raised the fuel tank off the ground, cruelly sharp digits tearing through the rusted metal, then tossed it aside into the mass of petrified people. At once, its archaic twin-heavy bolter rattled into action, sweeping the militiamen and their families with a sudden burst of devastating firepower. Corda saw a Cadian trooper boldly leap at the monstrous machine from one side, evading a sweep of its claw and reaping hail of its bolters, and try to sever the dreadnought's power cables with his lasgun's bayonet. The huge war machine grabbed the guardsman, and with one clench of its mighty adamantium talons, the Cadian was cut in two. The lieutenant turned away from the carnage he had just witnessed feeling the contents of his stomach rising in his throat, only to see another of the brave guardsmen cut down by the obscenely large chain-axe of a roaring berserker. The monomolecular teeth sliced through flak armour and flesh with equal ease, the whirring blade edge sending a spray of cadian blood high in the air. Lieutenant Corder suddenly found himself in the midst of a struggle between frontiersmen, shock troopers and blood-lusting chaos space marines. The corn berserkers had entered the compound, and the huddle of defenders inside the gates were now surrounded. The ferocity of the frenzied warriors and their sheer skill in close combat could not be resisted. It was now only a matter of time. The housing of its heavy bolters glowing orange, the dreadnought ploughed into the throng of people, reaping the purgatorians down to a mindless crimson harvest regardless of age or gender. Eviscerated corpses were cast aside in an unrelenting orgy of killing as several tons of man-slaying technology surged forward in a red flood. The carnage and bloodletting within the fort had become like a palpable essence, cloying the air with its sickly sweet smell. And above the noise of conflict, the incessant chant of the corn berserkers rang out over the battlefield. Blood! For the blood god! Blood! For the blood god! Retreat! Get back to the core! Corder barked the order, being followed immediately by all those on the battlements still able to run. Clutching a ragged wound in his arm, the lieutenant made his way back towards the last part of the force that had not yet been overrun. The remaining missile launcher had been positioned there, and frontiersmen filled out the guardsmen's depleted ranks. Something strange and disturbing was beginning to happen inside the compound. Looking down from his secure vantage point, Lieutenant Corder was certain that he could see a red mist beginning to envelop the mass of fighting bodies below the battlements. It was as if the berserker's frenzied anger was finding physical form, as the scarlet cloud seemed to steam from the Chaos Warrior's armour. As he continued to watch in disbelieving horror, the tangled redness appeared to thicken, twisted shapes becoming visible within the cloud, and Corder knew with chilling certainty that purgatory was damned. The sky had turned as red as the blood glistening on the berserkers' axe heads, and broiling storm clouds, tinged crimson, blotted out the sun. Everywhere he looked, the ground was red with spilt blood of the Night Lord's victims. But even among the Chaos Hordes, none could compare with the Corn Berserkers for the unparalleled number of frontiersmen and guardsmen who had fallen to their chain axes 
and the savagery with which the slaughter had been executed. And then, Corda suddenly realised that the Chaos Space Marines were no longer fighting alone. Amidst the armoured fighters, there were now other creatures, skins red and scaly, long muscular arms ending in murderous talons. The scent of battle had crossed from the material universe to the warp, its sickly smell calling Corn's warriors of death to feast on mortal flesh. Glowing blades clutched in their clawed hands. The demons leapt upon the terrified frontiersmen with inhuman, blood-crazed shrieks. As Corder watched, transfixed by the monstrous horrors of the warp, he saw the red cloud coalescing in places, and then the demon children of the blood god melted out of the mist before his very eyes. All the abhorrent monsters of humanity's collective subconsciousness seemed to be materialising amongst the carnage, coagulating from the swirling red mist itself. Brass-collared hounds, each larger than a man, dragged the trapped militiamen from behind their barricades and sank knife-long fangs into pulsing throats. Deformed shapes ran shrieking through the defending forces, their jagged hellblades glowing with life-draining energy. Here a demon horror screamed through a gaping, fang-lined mouth in its stomach, where the ground writhed with half-formed human limbs. At a point enveloped by the emanations from the warp, a concrete wall had become like flesh, its rough surface rippling vilely. As another flesh hound tore a chunk from a Cadian guardsman's carcass. Close by a leering bloodletter clasped the head of a militiaman in its hands, licking the crimson fluid from it with a rasping tongue. Lieutenant Corder could stand no more. With one shouted command, he ordered the guardsmen beside him upon the roof of the fort to let fire with everything they had. Their comrades in the compound below were beyond saving now. If the Cadian troopers and frontiersmen fell to their own side's frag-missiles, then Corder considered that he had rescued them from a fate worse than death. For all knew that physical death at the hands of the demons was not the end of it. A man's soul would remain for all eternity within the warp, held captive and tortured with no hope of release, at the foot of the blood god's throne. Demons... Chaos Space Marines, Guardsmen and Purgatorians were obliterated in a storm of frag missiles, plasma energy and melter fire. For a moment, the Chaos advance was slowed, but where one of the Horde fell, five more were eager to take its place. The beginning of the end was upon the Lieutenant's forces. Howling, Brother Sergeant Melkor of the Corn Berserkers split another frontiersman in half with a savage blow from his chain axe. In his state of frenzy, he had lost count of the number of skulls he had taken for corn this day, but it could never be too many. The red mist was on him now. He could tell that the blood god was well pleased with his champion for all that he had achieved as the raw power of the warp took on substance around him and his brother slayers. The energy of the warp swirled in eddies around them, and time writhed in agony as the birthing pangs of the defenders' nightmares commenced. Loathing for the Imperium and the need for revenge had festered for long eons, 
in the timeless realm of chaos. Now it found expression in the fury of the Chaos Space Marines' assault on the stronghold. Minds and souls, focused on nothing but the act of killing, allowed the influence of the Blood God to extend its reach from the warp. Rage, hatred and bloodlust crashed over the battlefield, beginning to congeal from the ether as grisly travesties of living creatures. The more blood the berserkers spilt, the greater the overlap between material and the immaterial became. This served only to fuel the warriors' desire for bloodshed and increase their terrible ferocity. In a rare moment of lucidity, Melkor, Korn's Avenger, took in more than just the butchered corpses of his next victim and was able to assess the warband's position. All around him, berserkers and night lords appeared to have the advantage, their archaic power armour drenched in the lifeblood of their enemies. In terms of sheer numbers and bestial savagery, the chaos-corrupted warriors had the upper hand. A well-aimed lasgun shot from a Cadian trooper exploded against Brother Malkor's chest, but did not even slow the berserker's charge. The guardsman's own flak armour did nothing to stop Malkor's spiteful, bloody-handed retaliation. With four fluid strokes, the Cadian was left as a limbless torso. The corn berserker growled in cruel satisfaction. They would crush this pathetic world and claim its prize for their own. Then the upstart emperor would know of their might and despair, and in the depths of the, his despair, the dark god's minions would have their revenge. Victory would be theirs, and the long war would come to an end. Malkor luxuriated in the slaughter of those around him, the reddening consuming his mind utterly. Then he felt the approach of something through the warp, mighty and terrible indeed. A concentration of sadistic cruelty and a bestial hunger for blood that only the most violent of massacres could attract and appease. Lured by the stench of battle and the agonised death throes of the warrior's prey it came. The berserker's leader welcomed the demon spirit across the divide of space and time and it spoke to him of all that it would do to the glory of corn. If the battle brother, champion, assented to his wishes. Only the spirit of a greater demon would make such a demand, and Malkor would not make such a sacrifice for anything less. With a thought, the pact was made. Instantly, a horrific transformation took hold of the Chaos Space Marine. The berserker's body began to swell rapidly, fur-covered flesh bursting through the plasteel plates, ripping the armour apart. His arms were flung outwards by a powerful spasm and lengthened with an audible stretching sound. His whole body writhed and twisted as his skeleton and internal organs reorganised themselves from within. Black, bone-like stumps appeared from between his shoulder blades, growing at a grossly accelerated rate, until a great pair of bat-like wings unfurled behind him, blotting out the weak light of the sun. Leg joints bent back painfully as the snout of an animal burst through the old skull of the Chaos Space Marine. 
And all the time, the warrior's body grew in size as the demon possessing it drew on the energy of the warp to fuel its transformation. The possession was complete. Malkor the Avenger was no more. And in the berserkest place there now stood a gargantuan bloodthirster. The demon reached down to the battlements of the still-defending central core of the fort. Men fled, screaming as their sanity cracked before the order of terror radiating from the demon's presence. The bloodthirster picked up the Cadian lieutenant with one massive hand and stuffed the struggling mortal into its fang-lined maw. Teeth like murderous blades, crunching through carapace armour and bone alike. Shreds of the traitor marine's armoured skin still hanging from its monstrous wings, the corn demon strode through the compound, crushing concrete walls beneath, hooves of bronze, and dispensing fiery death with its burning lash. The Inquisitor walked through the burning rubble of the mining outpost, his rugged, bearded face set in an inscrutable frown. It was clear from his expression that the events that had taken place here bore more terrible consequences for the Imperium. A squad of ultramarines followed him over the battlefield, the proud space marines maintaining strict file order at all times. Every member of the squad, despite preserving his exterior impassive calm, looked on in horrified disbelief at the scene. The entire frontier fort had been razed to the ground, not a wall left standing. The occasional corpse of a Chaos Space Marine lay in the ashes, but they were far outnumbered by the butchered carcasses of the frontiersmen and Cadian shock troops littering the ground. What manner of war-born atrocities had been committed here? Everything about the Chaos Space Marines sickened the Ultramarines to the core. The Night Lords and those other heretics who had pledged their allegiance to the warband were the total antithesis of the Emperor's loyal chapters. They tore down that which once they had created, and which the Ultramarines now strove to protect. They showed no remorse at wiping out the entire population of a planet, and all because of some misguided, megalomaniacal notion that they had something better to replace it with, that they could better control. No, oh, how the Inquisitor lamented the weakness of the human condition. How could the Emperor's finest space marines have let themselves fall so far from the Emperor's saving grace? What was this dark power that could have caused the Ultramarines' brethren to become no better than wild animals with all humanity gone? Not a single soul remained alive or free from eternal damnation the Inquisitor noted mentally. There was no sign of the women and children. No doubt they were already chained within the bellies of the Night Lord's ships, bound for a life of slavery on one of the abominable demon worlds at the edge of the Eye of Terror. The Inquisitor had long suspected that the Night Lords would eventually find their way to the world of purgatory, and when they did, all humanity would tremble before their treacherous plan. For buried beneath the surface of the planet was an artefact spoken of in hushed whispers and accompanied with warding gestures among the Ordo Malleus. Through divination, 
carried out by the psychers of the Inquisition, the doomsday weapon known only as the Hand of Night had been located on the small forgotten world, said to be a gift of the Dark Gods, sent to the physical universe straight from the heart of the realm of chaos. Nothing was compared to it in power, not even the planet-scouring process of the Exterminatus. Sending tendrils of mental energy into the ether surrounding the planet, the Inquisitor sensed that something was missing from a heavily traumatised psychic aura of purgatory. Something large, devastating, and tainted with the corrupting power of the warp. He knew then that he was too late. The Night Lords and a weapon with which whole star systems could be ransomed were gone. There you go. The end to the little tale of purgatory, which I didn't realise was an ongoing tale. So I've drawn this from the old, 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 like probably um, third edition, maybe second edition, uh, uh, Chaos Space Marine Codex. I thought they were just like individual stories. And then uh, in the second one, I thought, hmm, that sounds familiar compared to the first one, the pur you know, Fall of Purgatory. So I view these as one complete little tale of uh, the Fall of a World. So yeah, hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back again with more stuff very, very soon. Please do like the video, subscribe if you're not subscribed, and let me know in the comments what you thought. I appreciate that, it all really helps. Thank you to everybody supporting the channel. You can see your name scrolling by here. Really appreciate it, lads, means the world, uh, honestly. And uh, if, any, if you would like to support the channel, um, please consider using the links below. But yeah, I'll be back again soon. Thanks very much. And uh, yeah, man, um, I think some of the older stuff is like way harsher than stuff you get now. I mean, even if possibly like the quality of the writing's improved, it was definitely way harsher. I mean, you know, you think that, like, I was reading this as a kid. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go. See you later. Bye-bye.